Hi everybody. As part of a Confluence series, which uh, brings domain experts onto the same platform as those who have a desire to acquire knowledge, get exposed to new ideas and concepts. Today we have with us Aravind, who is popularly known by his Twitter handle, I'm a Birdman. It's spelled B-I-R-T. Birdman, from the jung- urban jungle of Chennai, has been an avid bird watcher for quite a few years. Today, he's going to handhold us through this journey so far. Using uncomplicated words, he will impart his knowledge about birds and how to get closer to the world of birding. Over to you, Birdman. So, uh, my name is Arvind and uh, I live in Chennai. Uh, currently, I used to live in Bangalore for a while in Bangalore and uh, now I live in uh, Chennai. And I've been uh, bird watching for about uh, 11 years now. And uh, yeah, so uh, I started... Uh, bird watching when I was in Chennai and then I moved to Bangalore and uh, that's where uh, my bird watching actually took off. Um, so that's where I saw a lot of birds and my skills improved uh, when I was in Bangalore uh, because I met uh, some people there who um, you know wanted to spread the love to uh, everyone and uh, were very open to uh, you know teaching people about bird uh, so um, there's this uh, club called the bird watchers field club of bangalore uh, a great job of uh, you know connecting uh, every sunday of course uh, doesn't happen now because of uh, situation but uh, hopefully <laughs> when when things are right uh, they will uh, restart the walks um so yes, uh, I've been, as I said, I've been birding for uh, uh, 11 years. Um, most of my uh, stuff has been uh, restricted to South India. I travel much after I started bird watching uh, so much. Um, my uh, bird watching has been predominantly in South India. So more or less very uh, comfortable in identifying birds. Uh, in uh, in uh, South India, and uh, the other uh, thing that I want to share is uh, this concept called urban wildlife is something that uh, really interests me. Um, not just birds, any wildlife, be it uh, reptiles, mammals, or uh, insects, anything in the urban setting um, really fascinates me and. Uh, um, I've been focusing on that um, for years and uh, in Chennai, a lot of my birding has been in um, urban spaces and a lot of my photography also has been in uh, urban spaces. So, um, so that's something that I also want to, uh, you know, tell that uh, uh, if, if you aren't uh, living a woodland or a, or a or a lake or water body it doesn't mean you don't see birds right so uh, even in a concrete jungle if there is just a little bit of greenery you will uh, birds and uh, even in the places busiest parts of uh, the metro uh, i've seen them in chennai hyderabad bangalore and uh, mumbai where, wherever i've uh, traveled i've, I've seen a lot of birds, uh, even in the urban spaces. Um, 
there are a lot of birds around us even in cities and if you are uh, if you live from the city where there is a lot more greenery and the habitat kind of pristine you, you are more lucky but uh, you are in the city there is so much to see so see one thing i have noticed always noticed is maybe i, uh, I mean uh, most of the you know tweets that i see from birdman is from his uh, uh, own rooftop yeah. i mean it's not like you pick your backpack and uh, you know the uh, uh, long uh, telescopic cameras and going to the jungle no it's just your neighborhood birds right this is what i have noticed mostly uh, yeah uh, as i was saying urban uh, bird watching and urban wildlife is something that's that's really fascinated me and uh, in the last few years that's been predominant uh, kind of birding um like traveling to other places during the weekends all that is good i mean uh, that cannot be ignored because uh, uh, you know uh, you you get to see different kind of birds when you travel and uh, we could we could move on to you know more interactive yeah that's what i was so, thinking uh, so uh, how, i have like yeah. so how do you want to structure so, your so what session? what i was i have like three broad topics right and uh, after after each segment i can i can take questions yeah uh, so to formally start off a lot of people ask me where do you even see birds in the city before covid times i used to travel uh, if not if not uh, like 20 30 kilometers at least 1 2 kilometers during my morning walks uh, now I, i i moved to another place called velacheri in chennai and even here in the last 6 uh, 7 months that i've been here i, I i've been seeing uh, 30 40 species and every day i see about 15 species so i see about 15 species in 15 minutes of time that i spend uh, you know on the terrace recording them right so uh, just make sure to you know remind yourself that there are birds around i started uh, bird watching in about 2010 i i honestly didn't know there were many birds around us in the city and my uh, dad and i used to travel 15 20 kilometers every weekend later i started realizing that most of the birds seeing when i traveled uh, about 15 20 kilometers please keep looking the other thing is uh, listen to bird calls so um early mornings um and early uh, evenings late afternoons like 4 o'clock is the time uh, ideal for birding bird watching so uh everyone tells uh, you that so uh bird watching uh early mornings is the best so um you wake up early in the morning 6 6 to 8 or even 9 o'clock um that's the ideal time to spot birds mornings early mornings are the best that's when the birds are most active as uh, it gets hotter and hotter the birds uh, you know uh, go and hide uh, inside uh, the dense foliage you might still hear calls but spotting them difficult 
from 6 to 8 8:39 is when they are uh, like busy feeding and they are they're actively moving from uh, one tree to another uh, looking for uh, you know uh, mates all that is happening uh, early in the morning so um, you wake up early in the morning and uh, you start looking for birds um so depending on where you are uh, you can uh, you can make a mental list of what you able to see once you start getting into uh, you know bird watching properly you also start identifying them the features like the colors of the wings the uh, you know uh, the legs the eyes the overall shape size all that you know you have you have to notice and uh, start identifying the bird but comes slightly later first is noticing birds around you and uh, if, uh, if you are uh, near a park or a garden kind of thing you will have these very small tiny uh, birds called the sunbirds which uh, sip nectar from flowers um there are other like um tailor birds or uh, birds like the ashiprinia which are which are found almost everywhere on south india even in urban spaces even rural in rural wherever you go you find these tiny birds called uh, tailor birds uh, uh, you know ashy prinias in the early in the mornings uh woken up by uh, calls of birds usually these uh, tailor birds are uh, among the most common like they go tweet 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 non stop very shrill metallic tweet the birds which uh, you know take a leaf and make stitches in them using uh, cobweb webs or other fiber make the nest we have such wonderful birds around us uh, if you are in uh, south india even parts of north india they they like very common but we don't notice them so um, if you are uh, around forest you will find other uh, larger birds owls uh, some species of owls are like active during the day but some are uh, very active only in the night if you are in in a, living in a city uh, this species called barn owl which is buff colored almost when it when it flies it's almost whitish in color but it's it's kind of uh, buff colored and uh, find most commonly in the city and uh, um, after 7 o'clock night when it's really dark uh, that's when uh, they become active they are we don't even know uh they there uh, around us but they they help in keeping the uh, rat population in check and uh, you will you will see them uh, flying around uh, the thing is you should take notice of, of that so um for nights especially just spend some time half an hour on your terrace look in that direction generally uh, i mean go listen to music uh, in the in the meanwhile uh, keep your eyes open looking for any 
birds flying so in the night that would most probably be an owl so uh, i am not going much into the details of birds and stuff hi everybody uh, for those who have joined uh, late uh, you know this is a session about uh, birding getting started with birding uh I mean again I'm coming back to the same point mm-hmm. which i was raising you are an uh, i mean i know you better more as a urban yeah. bird watcher and most of us here feel that you know i am living in a city i'm highly handicapped uh i mean uh, uh, how do i uh, for for somebody who is living in a flat or somebody who doesn't have a terrace mm. uh, how can you help how can you help you know Uh, look for what and where uh so uh that that's a nice question actually this is uh so uh dip, as, as i was saying depending on what you have in your house what kind of trees you have around your house uh so if you have um like coconut trees around your house there are chances of uh this bird uh, this type of wood called uh, flameback there are multiple species of flameback uh, the one most commonly found in the cities is uh, the lesser flameback a black rumped flameback so this is a small uh, woodpecker and uh, it has yellow colored back and um, uh, so i have seen this uh, very often in chennai uh, the busiest parts of the town like uh, busiest parts of the city even while waiting uh in a busy traffic junction where where there's a tree above i hear the call i look up the bird is there yeah that's so it so the key is to listen rather than uh look. so it it right. works both ways as in um listening is is something that's important so uh once you start you know actively listening it becomes a part of uh, your uh, senses Thank you, Badman. And now, can you please tell us about the eBird database? There is this platform called eBird. eBird is a database. Cornell University in the US, their ornithology department runs it, and uh, it's an international project. So, uh, it it is the largest citizen science project in the world. So, any can create an account and. Uh, anyone can document so they have some sort of guidelines to uh, regularize the pro- process which are, which are which are like really simple like uh, you make note of the time that you start bird watching note down the place exactly and uh, there are like different protocols like this uh, where, where you traveling when you are uh, bird watching where you standing in a particular time bird watching or uh, did you drive around a large area covering a few acres hectares or whatever so there are like different protocols like this um so this is to be treated a proper uh, database because this actually used uh, by ornithologists and scientists understand bird behavior bird movement so uh, there is in in india um, there is uh, last year uh, there was this report generated which was the first report of its kind and it was based on ebird records so uh, 
when you report your sightings on eBird, keep a track of what you saw. It is for the scientists to study, uh, you know, bird population. Uh, like if the population is reducing, increasing, is there concern? Say, for example, in one place, uh, there were like hundred um, aigrettes seen, and suddenly started reducing to uh, like sixty, fifty, forty, thirty. There is something wrong with the habitat. So you, your your data. as a whole uh, is not only used to uh, study and uh, ebird is really helpful because uh, you log into ebird and check what others have uh, uploaded so uh, if you are traveling to a new place right and want to know what all birds uh, people have seen and when have they seen them uh, if you are looking for one specific bird you know where to find because the record is already there so uh, like any citizen science project the strength of this project lies in numbers so we need more and more people joining ebird and contributing i think uh, many people today will be inspired uh, you know yeah vasanthi i have a i i think it's uh, Uh, rightly said that there is a e bird thing mm-hmm. i also have a suggestion i am a wildlife photographer oh, okay. and uh, see you have a merlin app it's called m e r l i n merlin so yes download that merlin app in your phone and you can spot the birds with their identifications and plumages if you uh, i mean with a few hints that it might give you you can spot the exactly the bird you can find out the bird that you have exactly spot yes perfect wasanthi uh, could you please app. spell that app name it's merlin n e r l i n thank you so the biggest challenge i face is like i know i am seeing a bird but i don't know what is that yeah so as, for me every anything small is a sparrow yeah <laughs> yeah so i get that a lot so this merlin app will help you this merlin app will help you you see there is there there are uh, there are about uh, many many several categories and species and families inside the bird i mean the bird uh, categories or whatever so you will have to go through whether it is aquatic bird or uh, uh, something that is on the land bird or something that lives in the forest bird you have a classification of that you, as soon as i mean once you get used to that merlin app slowly you will automatically you will be able to spot the bird Thank you, Asandi. Yeah, it's much appreciated. That's, so I was coming to. I, I think we can take a question from uh, Rapid Snake. Uh, He's yeah. been waiting for hi, some hi, time. Hi, 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 Rapid Snake. Okay, so um, I'm I'm living in the heart of the city actually, okay. uh, um, near uh, Paris. <laughs> so uh, here, uh, yeah, common birds are. Uh, um, we can spot here like uh, tailor bird uh, myna pigeon okay rose yeah parrots and all so here lot of cats also there uh, is that because uh, um ipo enga veetla ipo birds varra vekkanaana enna pandrathu um okay so you you put cats right Parrot. cats yeah predator okay. uh, predator okay so cats are a big big menace and uh, uh, feral cats are known to uh, be one of the major is uh, pushing 
birds to bird species to extinct extinction which is why uh on the bird 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 watching community and the scientists uh you know uh, urging pet owners to um make sure cats aren't let out free as as much as possible and uh, make sure uh, the cats are neutered so that there isn't a, a feral population developing uh, you know which which becomes a threat uh, to uh, birds the birds. other thing that okay uh, how to attract birds uh, okay this was something i want to talk about also so uh, again this is something that i get a lot and people uh, should i feed birds or what kind of uh, food should i put out for to attract which birds um like a uh, like a lot of scientists um feeding wild animals any wild bird animal for that matter shouldn't be done so uh way of attracting birds would be uh getting a habitat building a nice habitat so uh get a uh, plant and uh, you know um plants and shrubs only thing that i would suggest the the maximum you can do is uh water but food would be a strict no from from me for a lot of reasons um like uh especially there is a big problem from pigeons right and uh, uh when you place food you are attracting pigeons you are encouraging the pigeons to reproduce more and and become a much bigger menace uh who is uh, you making them dependent three you're giving them processed food uh, they will find their own food please do not interfere with nature so uh that's basically it and wasanthi uh, or someone who spoke merlin right uh, merlin is something that i wanted to touch uh, touch upon merlin is a project that's again related to ebird uh there are two parts to merlin one is uh, photo identification second is uh, based on questions so the app app asks you questions where did you see the bird um how big was the bird as such uh, how was the beak correct so a lot of questions it asks and based on that it does the other uh, thing is uh, you upload the photo based on the photo it does a, a reverse search kind of thing and uh, narrows down Uh, gives you like three four uh, species which match the photo so this is again uh, linked to ebird because you also upload photographs so the ai gets trained only based on the photographs you upload so the more and more records you upload more and more photographs you upload the ai gets trained better so uh, by by contributing to ebird you are making merlin much more so that's what i uh, wanted to add so you're right you're right yeah. but uh, what i suggested he, he said that he is not able to identify the bird yeah, yeah, that's exactly what, what he thought so it is a, so at the beginning stage i think you can just take a photo yeah. and uh, he can upload it in merlin and find out what species it is yeah, exactly yeah, and then he can develop his knowledge from there he can move on and uh, in collecting his own uh, thoughts towards the bird species yeah that, that, that's what that's i was perfect. about yeah. to say yeah and uh, regarding the bird feeding or whatever mm-hmm. see uh, 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 this time it's a lockdown completely mm-hmm. 
you can start seriously as you said you can you can uh, i mean the whatever the trees a little garden that you have even in a balcony mm. you're saying in a flat yeah. you can start uh, growing plants in your balcony where you can connect to a small twig or a wooden plants or whatever mm. where the birds can come and sit and um, as everybody was mentioning uh, we have this lake in uh, right in uh, chennai right in middle of chennai where uh, you know it's been gradually uh, drying up and uh, uh, the bird habitat has been um, uh, continuously destabilized is there anything we can do for this um so um lakes drying out and uh, refilling is a natural process and uh, uh, nature takes care of it the birds are always uh, you know trying to expand to newer territories trying to expand trying to move uh, to other places for food so they they are anyway flying uh, high up and they are looking for places right so they will know when there is water when there is abundance of food uh, not just the migratory birds even uh, the uh, resident birds they do keep making local movements so it's not like uh, there is if there is water they'll they'll just stay in 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 that lake itself even even if there is water they'll be moving around to different parts um of of the city uh, uh, you know like looking for food and uh, um you know um nesting materials place to nest and all that so they they are on the move so once once they uh, see that there is enough food and uh, enough uh, you know nesting material and stuff for that is like absolutely required for them they'll come to that uh, place we have seen that happen not just with lakes that have dried up we have seen that happen with um, you know absolute uh, absolutely useless dump yards which have been converted uh, into like nature parks and we have seen uh, nature take over and uh, once once the trees are there once there is water the wildlife will start coming on their own so that's that's that, that that's something that nature will take care uh, so i try to observe birds okay. when, when I, in my free times i have seen uh, uh, many birds just like you said sun birds and other things okay sometimes uh, when you okay. when you try to approach to uh, some fancy birds they mm-hmm. detect you very easily and they they fly off okay so how do we what what do we do okay. to uh, do to what is your technique to uh, without disturb uh, to observe these birds okay so uh, it takes a lot of patience uh, birds do fly off uh, if they get uncomfortable with your presence um one is to get use uh, cameras with like bigger lenses and uh, or or if you are using uh, uh, if you are using a dslr uh, cameras with bigger lenses or if you are using a point to shoot uh, or a prosumer kind of camera with uh, like 50x zooms uh, 60x zoom or probably 80 90 also we we get now so um, one is uh, you don't go close to the bird but you get better lenses to to click them the uh, other way is um you know uh, getting 
here's where uh, camouflage um, you know where makes a lot of sense right so um, you can't fool them all the time but then it it really i've seen it really help uh, so uh, you get these uh, camo camouflage wear like the army wear kind of thing with uh, leaves that kind of print so when you wear uh, a shirt pant uh, a hat um even even if your arms are fully covered with camo you kind of blend in with the environment right so uh, that that kind of helps and uh, a lot of times you observe the birds uh, behavior so uh, depending on the species they will have certain patterns they'll keep coming to the same branch or uh, you know they'll uh, for example we have these birds called bee eaters they they usually sit in uh, like one branch they'll go catch a dragonfly or some some insect and come back to the same perch so once it takes off you know it's most likely to come back to that spot so once you start observing uh, which is why when when you're photographing birds uh, observing uh, and knowing the behavior of birds helps a lot uh you know to get closer to the birds to get your good shot to to even plan a shot right um so you you kind of know which birds sit at uh, as in perch at which uh, part of the tree some birds sit only almost exclusively at the top of the foliage so there's no point like looking at the ground or ground level or eye level looking for the bird some birds are mostly on the ground level or uh, at eye level so you uh you kind of fix the target in mind and then figure out how uh, they would react in that scenario and then you prepare uh, to uh, go and click the birds hope i kind of answered your question coming to equip- equipment uh, we have uh, a lot of people go for uh, dslrs with um, you know uh, a telephoto lens which is like a really expensive option because uh, even the basic uh, camera body would set you off by like 35 40k plus uh, the telephoto lenses are super expensive so you have to go for something uh, more than like at least 300 mm or more like 300 400 500 uh even 600 mm lenses are uh, used by a lot of uh, bird photographers so uh the cost is like too high um the 400 mm uh, lens without even the uh, i i'm talking about canon the ca- 400 mm lens costs about 85 90000 uh the other option is to uh, get um you know these uh, cameras with uh, large range large room uh, zoom range so uh, canon ha- uh, nikon has these amazing cameras um called the uh, coolpix series which um, there are model numbers ranging from like p900 p1000 and all p1000 is like uh, amazing zoom 
um, it would be difficult to handle shake at that zooms, but uh, the zoom uh, cannot be matched by uh, DSLR with telephoto. Even if you are paying a whole lot of money compared to uh, the uh, prosumer Nikon uh, Coolpix cameras, um, the zoom you get there will be very uh, limited. So um, for a lot of people, especially for uploading on eBird, have these uh, Nikon Coolpix series of uh, cameras, which um, you know, which are even uh, called by uh, the birding community as eBird camera, because uh, as I was saying, people uh, upload photos on eBird, and uh, this camera kind of revolutionized um, the photo contributions in eBird. A lot of people started uploading photos after uh, this camera came in the market because uh, this was uh, affordable for that zoom range. This was an amazing option uh, in, the, in, in uh, which was affordable to a lot of people. So um, if you are looking to shoot birds, you either have to go for DSLR plus uh, telephoto or you have to go for, uh, you know, these prosumer cameras, uh, bridge cameras uh, from Nikon. So those are the two options, I would say. Uh, I'd like to add up to uh, what Birdman has said. What I used to do is uh, I used to keep a bowl of water for drinking and a bigger bowl so that some of the birds used to come and take a bath. So I used to uh -huh. keep my uh, phone connected over Bluetooth, uh, connected to a tripod, so the the video is stabilized. I just mm. switch it on whenever a bird comes closer to that, so that that also you can uh, try it out. Okay, so that's another amazing option which I I've, I've seen a uh, few friends try. I do not have that luxury to uh, have a bird bath uh, to attract birds. Uh, I have a uh, I have two two small balconies, but uh, there are no birds which visit my balcony. I see them on the terrace, but not in the balcony. But if you do have a place to set up a bird bath, um, so the bird bath also needs to be around uh, some plants and stuff so that the birds feel comfortable yes, you're right. to come to the you're totally right. come to the water. So if you have the luxury to do that, that's that's something that's amazing. You can uh, get great videos of uh, birds you know, uh, having a bath, drinking water. Um, yeah, so that's something that's great. Uh, I'm just I'm just throwing an idea that you can try it out with your mobile also. Uh, there are gadgets available with some extraordinary lenses, but if you have a limited budget, uh, this option mm -hmm. also you can try out. Uh, most of the birds are attracted to food, definitely not cooked or processed food. You can get mm -hmm. rice, millets, grains. I think those should be enough, good enough. Um, so, I am kind of divided on that. Even even uh, unprocessed food feeding at a regular place is something that I uh, usually do not recommend because uh, you're kind of creating a sort of habit for the birds. Like uh, you you make them dependent on on the food, and uh, some aggressive birds uh, when they don't get food they they start attacking uh, also like the crows if you uh, start if you if you uh, keep feeding them regularly and then uh, they don't get food right they 
um they they are known to even attack uh, people as in if 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 you are eating something they they they'll snatch food from you that that's a sort of instances increase when uh, you know you uh, regularly feed birds and then you stop for some reason or if you are away so um okay actually i never thought I mean, of this, this perspective is, no, no, this i is, never this under- is kind I- of a di- this is kind of a mm-hmm. debated topic um, bird feeders are available and uh, even even in western part of the world where um, you know there is a lot of research done bird feeders are still available but then there are a lot of uh, scientists who say who, who say don't do this so i okay. kind of lean towards uh, you know don't feed the feed the uh, wild birds uh, territory that's that's me but then <laughs> um you have to weigh, but, uh, so weigh far, both sides yeah, yeah you're right yeah, yeah uh, i i have not thought about this behavioral impact uh, which will have it on the birds uh, for us it's like uh, we are just feeding them uh, hmm. i thought it we are just helping them in some way uh, just like keeping water uh, uh, this is another way anyway uh, we'll see how how uh, naturally i can give them or not just yeah. to get the dependency maybe they, i have some fruits a trees which yeah. gives us like guava banana and all i think that should be yeah. sufficient so, for them but still like keep so some what, some other I grains so that's what that's when people ask me mm-hmm. about uh, feeding right i i tell them that if if possible try to plant trees which will attract birds don't yes, feed them you're right also the other thing is when you when you feed right not all birds come only birds which are kind of comfortable to humans they come like the pigeon and the crows and the minas and you know that Uh, pigeons and minas are considered pests the world over mm-hmm. so right. by 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 feeding them you are encouraging uh, species which are pests and uh, this they are invasive species minas especially are invasive species they are known to attack uh, nests of other birds uh, you know and they and they take over their nests because uh, minas don't make their own nest they they want nest spaces holes in the trees right so uh, yeah. parakeets make nests barbets make nests uh, woodpeckers make those holes holes so uh, when you have a lo- large minor population what happens is they they do not have sufficient place for uh, nesting right so this impacts other other birds so uh we are not even thinking about the chain that happens so when one uh, when you unintentionally help one species of birds to grow it is impacting other species so this is something that i mean not a lot of study has been done but then um limited studies show that uh, minas uh especially uh minas and pigeons are a threat for a whole lot of species and when when you uh, feed these are the birds which will take priority and you are uh, please know that you are uh, encouraging them to uh, grow their population and in turn affecting other birds yeah that's uh, but then going back again to the you know the equipments yeah. uh is it the, the is it documenting uh, with use of uh, cameras it's necessary or uh, we can still stick on to an ordinary binocular um okay so beginning at least 
uh, see uh, a whole lot of uh, old school uh, birder bird watchers who have been birding for like 20 30 years they would strongly suggest you to use binoculars um there is some merit in that argument because they tell you that uh, it improves you know uh, your attentiveness so in the field you it it is all that you see and and you don't have a record means you are more attentive you take a mental note of all the colors all the patterns all the shapes that you see so uh, it get, kind of gets ingrained in your brain and makes a better birder um but to make things easier if if you have cameras if you have uh, you know a record of of the bird you can as as uh, vasanthi was saying merlin is an amazing option right you can just upload and find out what the species is so it it kind of uh, fast fastens up uh, the your your bird birding knowledge so you start learning about birds at a much faster rate you start identifying species at a much faster rate so that's the thing uh, and uh, if if you can't um afford a, a dslr with a long lens and a, a camera with a large enough zoom one option is uh, mobile phones itself so a lot of these newer mobile phones slightly high end not the lower end mobile phones slightly high end mobile phones have zooms built in if not there are even zoom attachments available for uh, select model phones uh, telephoto like 5x 10x zoom uh, attachments available so you could try that of course the image quality won't match uh, you know your uh, dslr or uh, the bridge cameras which are specifically made for you know photographing uh, objects over lo- longer distance but for 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 the purpose of learning and documentation mobile phones um, with built in optical zoom or uh, mobile phones uh, mobile phone attachments uh, with like 5x 10x or whatever uh, zoom lenses those those are an option those are options too that you can look at yes any anyone has any other question so the places uh, in uh, i visited uh, uh, in chennai vedanangal i visited and in okay. bangalore um, and in ranganathippu i visited okay also i i worked in uh, wipro actually i was working in wipro uh, okay. in chennai and uh, that sholingallur uh, lake i used to visit okay regularly opposite of the wipro hcl yeah yeah and then i moved to wipro bangalore so okay. there also in campus itself uh, um, more birds used to correct water. yeah uh no need to go outside only that's yeah. a very big campus uh-huh. uh i used to spot very uh, large number of species okay um so uh, what are the other places we can spot uh, like uh, um 
uh, in chennai near chennai or uh, now in uh, work from home i am working okay so which part of chennai do you live in sir um um uh, near north madras paris oh near okay near paris okay mm. uh so you can check out uh, a few lakes near north madras um also uh even even the harbors like rayapuram uh, uh, harbor or even those mm-hmm. places if you go during winters right you will see mm-hmm. all the migratory uh, gulls and terns which come you will see okay. a, a whole lot of uh, uh, these sea birds there okay uh, but um, y- y- apart from that there are there are a whole lot of lakes around north madras which are uh, which are not really explored so even in ebird if you look there is not much of record uh, from north madras so it'll be great if uh, you explore and do it i myself haven't uh, explored north madras at all <laughs> so uh, yeah in chennai you have uh, there is a lake called pulikatti you have to go by the boat where you can spot uh, special birds of beautiful uh, flamingos it's about one hour drive from um, exactly yeah so so about about pulikat uh, pulikat was something that i was thinking but i i'm not recommending as of now because uh, um there is still some problem there because the boats there aren't uh, officially licensed by the government to take public it's they they are they are, fish, they are fishing boats and uh, one and a half years back there was a there was a boat accident and boat capsized and some 18 19 people died after they, they, that yeah, yeah. after that there has been a lot of uh, problem as in um cops keep uh, you know uh, checking people who no, going no, not there at all, not at all i visited in february i visited this in year? march every month this I year did. this year yes. yes okay so um If if they are allowing, it's fine because yeah, I can uh, help you. I can help you with a good boatman there. I can recommend. Yeah, I I I know the boatman there, Yuvraj and uh, Sikandar, yeah. who I uh, regularly go with. Yeah. But, But uh, uh, I went in February. Oh, okay. So if if and he kept uh, and the, the boatman called me saying that they are still uh, having this bird watching there at Pudika Lake because of the lockdown, we are not able to go. But, okay. Uh, So, so if if that is there, yeah, then better, better, to, yeah, better to visit in the morning so that you can shoot the uh, birds uh, in the sunrise. With the light will be in a better uh, way. Light ha, will be good. Correct. Correct. So you should you should reach the spot at, uh, before six thirty so that you can have the uh, I mean you can spot the birds. You can see the bird watching from the boat. You have a good grip of your gear as well as the uh, bird watching. Uh, knowledge yeah perfect uh, as as ma'am was saying uh, the the boatmen there have uh, like amazing knowledge of the birds so if, if if you uh, if you have like a request you tell them this this is birds uh, you want to see they they take you there even if you do not uh, have a proper request list you tell them that you want to see like some of the rare birds they'll show you around 
um yeah uh, so uh, i i have done both in the morning and the afternoons and uh, uh, as ma'am was saying mornings are uh, like amazing so yeah pulikat is one option uh, yeah, you have to travel correct sorry and if you are if you are okay traveling up to oregon that is uh, 100 kilometers from chennai we have this uh, uh, wetland called taiwing beautiful mm-hmm. birds that you can watch this is about exactly 100 kilometers from chennai so around chennai there are a lot of other places like uh, if you come down south you have uh, the sirudavur uh, grasslands which are sirudavur. amazing sirudavur yeah. there are no birds actually seriously hardly any birds over there because the monsoons have made the paddy fields and hardly any birds actually no but that depends right from season to season last year there there was there wasn't much but uh, it changes so uh the other uh, side you can go is uh, towards kanchipuram there are a lot of uh, lakes and wa- water bodies and grasslands uh, towards kanchipuram beyond kanchipuram so those are amazing again i think we have one more uh, uh, speaker yeah. uh, wants to raise question archana please uh sir uh, like uh, i i spotted uh, purple sunbird and tailor bird but uh, it flew off immediately so i just uh, uh, tried uh, like calling it back with the calls using merlin app okay so my question is like uh, uh, is it right way to uh, approach the birds by its call or uh, is it uh, like we are deceiving it because when i use the call the purple sunbird it was it was flying here and there to search for its uh, the other uh, bird so is it right way to use its call or uh, so uh, i just want to so, i just have this question so a lot of people consider uh, you know using uh, playbacks as uh, unethical so uh, even even uh, even in uh, places where you record and upload bird calls they there is option for you to say that you have not used a recording and you saw the birds you uh, you uh, found the birds uh, just by being there uh, not using calls but then uh, as 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 with anything use calls with moderation like once or twice maybe uh, okay. even, even that uh, i i normally don't do it but uh, Uh, there are two sides to it right so um, some mm. some people say that um, when when there is a dense bush or something and the bird is hiding inside and uh, you want to see it instead of you disturbing the entire bush in the process mm. uh, you know uh, damaging the plants and and other all other birds insects that may be living there if if you can uh, you know get the bird out with like once or twice uh, playing the calls that's fair is what uh, some people say but then this is again uh, slightly tilted towards no slightly tilted towards no okay. uh, a lot of bird bird guides do it uh, so in places like uh, northeast of india if you go with the bird guides they will only use calls because it's it's very dense and and uh, mm. if you want to see birds you uh, play the calls so i mean 
uh it's technically uh if you, if you if you keep doing that you are stressing out the bird let's let's be clear on that so uh birds use calls for a multiple uh, for for multiple reasons right uh, um if if you if you use uh, the call of a male or male of that species and there is another male this male gets agitated because it it thinks there is competition there is invasion into okay. its territory so that kind of thing is there if and and uh, if you are playing a male and the female is there the female is looking for the male and the male, male won't be there it's, it's just you playing and uh, the you you're stressing out the bird which is why it's which is why you saw the purple sunbird it was it was searching for its mate or some other thing so only after that i i felt like uh, am i deceiving the bird by using its call so uh, i i was not sure whether we can use it or not so so, so 99% avoid it but uh, it, it is being used but um, ethically it's it's not it's not you know recommended the other thing you can do is something called pishing which i've seen uh, some bird guides do so when i'd gone to sri lanka i had gone to this uh, reserve forest called sinharaja which is like uh, which houses like uh, almost 50 60% of all the endemic birds that are found in sri lanka so uh, th- that place is very very dense rain rain forest and the birds are all hiding inside the bird guide who came with me did not use calls what he did instead was uh, make a few short whistles so the whistles create curiosity for the bird to come out and check what is what is there instead of it being deceived to think that it's another male of the species or if if uh, it's it's a bird of the op- opposite sex it just creates curiosity of the bird the uh, curiosity in the bird to come and check out who's there so uh, you can uh, google for this uh, thing called pishing p i s h i n g pishing uh, for bird watchers so there are there are a few techniques it's, it's basically uh, sort of whistles and uh, mimicking a few bird calls which are not exactly resembling bird calls but it it creates curiosity in the bird to come and look for the of the uh, call that's what i would say okay anyone has thank yeah you, thank sir. you anyone has any other question yeah talking about uh, ethics of mm-hmm. birding i mean how uh, closer can we go to the nest um the farther the better i would say i uh, so personally uh for me when i am shooting the uh, welfare of the bird comes first the beauty of the shot comes next ideally i would want uh, i uh, ideally i would uh, hope everyone does that but it's not practical um a lot of baiting happens and uh, so uh, what getting close to a nest uh causes the problems caused by getting close to a nest is you are giving away the position of the nest to predators so a lot of uh, a lot of animals and birds in the wild uh, 
you know get curious when there is some action happening in some part of their habitat so when like you are going and specifically looking at a nest you are also leading on the predators to the nest you are also causing concern for the birds the birds get get stressed out because uh, they see you as someone who they they don't know whether you're going to you know sh- uh, click photos or whether you're going to destroy the nest or take away the nest uh, take away the eggs or whatever so you are basically stressing out the bird uh in in a lot of cases you should uh, be able to uh figure out if the bird is comfortable or not if the bird is continuously calling in some cases the birds also fly up and down and uh, they also try to dive bomb depending on the size of the bird sometimes uh, birds like uh, you know the sandpipers okay sandpipers don't nest uh, sorry stills uh, birds like stills or uh, even parakeets when you get close to the nest right they know they are very small compared to us humans but then they will try to scare you by flying up and diving towards you it means you're stressing them out it means you're too close to the nest keep away so keep away as much as possible that's that's fantastic guys that's a nice, nice input uh well badman uh, uh, roughly roughly yeah. how many how many uh, different uh, what do you call species or species types yeah. of birds have you have you spotted so far roughly uh roughly around uh, 400 about 300 in karnataka apart from that i would have seen about 100 150 in the in the other parts these are the ones you are documented right yeah all of these are in my ebird list which is why uh, documentation really helps for you also to keep track of what you have seen where you have seen when you have seen which is uh, the which is your which is your rarest rarest bird find and where was it ah uh, okay rarest bird find hmm there are two three uh, okay the the top most would be uh, this bird called daurian starling which is uh very very rarely spotted in mainland india it's it's spotted regularly in andamans and uh, i got the first record of the bird uh in in uh, in, in in chennai so i got the first record of the bird in chennai uh like two two and a half years back um at um at the adiyar river estuary in chennai so um it's it's a rare record it's the first record of the bird in chennai so uh, that makes it special i guess can you repeat the name it's called the daurian starling d a u r a a n starling starling uh, okay similarly i've got the first record of uh, this bird called uh, slender billed gull in bangalore so gulls are birds which are usually found along the shores and uh, there was no record of uh, slender billed gulls in bangalore and uh, i got it in this Uh, lake called madiwala lake in bangalore so that was again the first record for bangalore yeah anybody who's recently joined has any questions to bear in mind yeah and uh, this is a general question actually mm-hmm. uh, 
somewhere i read the, like uh, that black swallow black mm. swallow right um will fly uh, around 12000 kilometers uh, uh, while migrating some somewhere in uh, south america okay it it weighs around uh, some 12 pounds only i guess <laughs> like spare only it is okay um it will cross that specific uh, ocean it seems okay i don't know whether it is true or not uh, in uh, this thing internet only i read this okay so so uh, it it will uh, it used to keep uh, a, a small stick it seems in the mouth uh, when it want to rest it will uh, um, like like a uh, like a boat it will use that stick it seems mm, okay <laughs> <laughs> i as an i haven't come across this but yeah i mean sounds interesting there are birds which have uh, been known to use tools for uh, you know a lot of purposes for especially mm-hmm. for feeding and stuff but uh, this I don't know this is news to me. <laughs> so um for me as I said uh, bird watching gives a lot of people like a uh, calm peace of mind and uh, relaxation but apart from that uh, you're also learning a lot about nature you by by uh, uh, you know share, sharing your data with eBird you're also helping scientists understand uh, you know bird populations so this is uh, apart, apart from your uh, personal uh, satisfaction and stuff um, you are also helping uh, the scientists uh, you know involved in conservation you are helping conservation as such you are helping uh, bird populations uh, survive so if uh, if you can uh, you know start bird watching and start even contributing on ebird and uh, start talking to people actively about conservation that'll be great so conservation is the key for everything uh, for for all the activities that we do around nature i think uh, the key exactly. goal is is conservation so be it photography be it whatever be it observations everything has to be towards conservation so please talk about conservation to everyone please you know share the joy of bird watching Uh, I think we can wind yeah. up uh, Batman and rest of us. I mean, that was a very interesting evening. I mean, uh, sorry that it turns uh, late into the oh, night, okay. <laughs> but then again, you know, yeah. Uh, uh, the key takeaway from my point of view is, you know, the the joy of birding. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's uh, that's a whole concept. Uh, let's uh, you know keep talking again. Sure. And thank you, Batman, once again, and thanks everybody for you know. Uh, the questions and active participation and Vaikavi for your fantastic painting also. Yeah. Thank you everybody. Thank you. Thank you for good night. Good night. And, uh, this was nice. Thank you very much.